Ready. <laughs> what up, world's and diggity road to victory podcast today. I got my brothers in the building. I got future bet New York best times selling author TJ Hackett, aka my brother, the blind boss in the building. Brian boss, say what up. Two times. I gotta introduce this man, next man, like battle rap to my right. <laughs> Drum roll. We got one of the hottest up and coming New York City's own. <laughs> up and coming. <laughs> we got the rapper, up and coming producer who set the bar by what rap about scissors. Well, I'm gonna cut it out. <laughs> we got Kaya NYC, aka Big City in the building. Yeah, what's good, my boy? Everything good, man. How y'all feeling? How we feeling, man? Voodoo Rangers got me feeling nice. I ain't gonna hold you. <laughs> <laughs> you two songs. <laughs> like, it, it's better. It tastes better than Guinness. So I'm just gonna go down smooth. Shit is good. Definitely. I, I went to, I took my son out with a couple of his friends. Uh, what day was that? Thursday or Friday of last week? And the restaurant we had, they had this beer. Yeah. And we did a flight, you know, like the beer flight, so you get a little taste of everything. Right. I'm like, nah, that shit was good. My man, we was just talking about it. He was like, yeah, I went to the stores. I went to Trader Joe's. I can't find this shit. That's why I go to the store in your block, and yeah. they got a six-pack of this shit. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's meant to be, bro. So I think I'm going to get another couple beers before I leave and just leave them in the coffee. <laughs> Yo, I used to love being in love with this beer. It was called Traveler, Curious Curious travelers, bro. They used to sell it at the bar I used to work at. It was nothing like it. It was like, for all my beer drinkers, it was like a grapefruit juice mixed with Coke 45, bro. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? At the same time, you got best of both worlds. We, yo, we used to stay, the bar used to close at like 4 a.m. We used to stay till like 7.30 drinking all of, and then to the point where they ain't have nothing to sell to the customers because we done drink it all. I niggas was just there all night drinking dot juice. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the bar, uh, stopped ordering it. But yo, man, it's it's been crazy, crazy. I want y'all to catch us up, blonde boys, catch us up, man. Well, you know, I got my dying to live out there. It's it's available. I, I recommend the special edition because it comes not only with a a, a better cover, but it also comes with uh, pictures of what um, some characters may look like. And um, there's also more and more, a, a hell of a lot more um, artwork to come um, done by my niece, Paris Campbell. She's an excellent artist, very, very excellent. And um, like, I've I, I just been chilling, living, maintaining, you know what I'm saying? Um, I want to thank everybody that purchased a copy of my book, too, because, you know, um, it, it really does mean a lot to me that people show love and care and, you know what I'm saying, and, and consideration about what the next man is doing. So Why? Well, because it's, it's like um, accomplishment is, of course, self-accomplishment. So 
self-accomplishment is always going to feel good for one who has, you know what I mean, done the accomplishment, but it does that sometimes what sometimes when it comes to artists though you know like like the same reason Kaya write songs same reason why you rap same reason why everybody rap y'all don't rap because it make y'all feel good it rap because y'all rap because y'all want people to listen to y'all to, to what y'all gotta say it is uh, I wanna push back against that no. that shit definitely makes what, what, not letting people know that no, no, no. People fuck the know. people. You know how many songs that people have never heard, but I listen to that I've made because they make me feel good and they put me in a spot and I remember where I wrote it, why I wrote it, how I was feeling. That's why I make these songs. Yep. Well, but you want to sit there and say that uh, uh, when somebody said, "Yo, that song you made, yo, that shit was fire," la, la, la. you you want to sit there and tell me that don't give you a, a ego no. boost? Oh, of course it does. Of course well, it does. Nah, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, there's a couple of songs I was literally having tears fall on the phone while I was writing it. You know what I'm saying? That shit is real, bro. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and I, I love that about y'all. That's also what I love about um about artistry. It, it, in my opinion, and I guess I should say, it, it's not about, of course, it's about me getting out. The, the the innermost beautiful parts of me, but for the most part, it's just to show the world that I am this beautiful, inspirational person. That's dope. And it's crazy because I think it's like a sense of, you know, being wanted, you know what I'm saying? Being at your most vulnerable, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and putting and put stuff out into the universe. Yo. <laughs> The show I did on Saturday, they asked me a question, and I was like, they was like, what, what, basically their question is, is not verbatim, right? Shout out to the guys at the Behind Enemy Lines, I Access Radio, Gatekeeper, Wiz, Isle, Producer P. My man, Worldwide. Yo, bro, like, they have a really good product, bro, and like, yeah. I'm, I'm excited for what they're going to do moving forward, but they asked me a question, and basically, uh, Al asked me, what took me so long? Not in those words. And I was like, yo, I didn't think I had a story to tell. Mm. I didn't think my story was worth telling, bro. I, I say it I in remember, the songs. I remember um, Kaya's first song he ever wrote. I don't know if he remember, but he had spit it to me. When we, uh, he came, remember we was living in Staten Island? And you had came to my crib and you had wrote that song. I, I know I don't remember the song, but I know what you're talking about. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that was his first thing he ever wrote. And I don't remember how it was, but I guess it needed work. Definitely needed work. <laughs> Definitely needed work. Uh, but for some reason, I don't even know why Like you stopped after that, though, bro. Like, I, I brought this up on the other the show, too. Courage, bro. Right. I don't right. have the courage to do it. Like, I wasn't brave enough. I just thought, all I could think about was niggas ridiculing me for something that, a passion that so many other people, if you think about it, bro, your voice is the only instrument that you can play perfectly. Can nobody else make your voice sound the way it sounds, something like that. Like, your voice is your instrument. It's the easiest instrument to play. There is auto-tone, though. But I'm just saying, it's still the easiest instrument to play. You feel me? So, everybody raps. Right. Spoken word, writes poetry, and everybody feels they the best too. Right, because when they craft and they shit, it's like nobody can craft it like you can craft it. 
it could be good to one person, it could be whack to the next person, but it's yours. It's yours. It's like it's like your kids, bro. You know what I'm saying? Every song is like a baby or something like that. So how many kids would you have? Uh, I, I I had a bunch of abortions. You had any abortions, Hell yeah. <laughs> them, them shits is sitting on the hard drive somewhere. <laughs> Never coming out, man. <laughs> you know how you have an idea in your head? I don't know if it's the same for authors, right? Yeah. You have an idea in your head, and when you finally get it down and put it out, and you re-listen to it, you be like, mm, dang it. Yeah. Plenty well, of time. Well, Plenty well, of time. I don't know this, but, other, but me as an author, everything that I write to me is gold. It, it might not be as good as for what I'm writing it for, but I can take that and make something better out of it and add it to a different story. And then, damn, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it's like making a gold chain out of a lump. It's, <laughs> it's like turning trash to treasure. No, no, no. That's why I said a gold. It's like taking a gold chain and making it from lump. Because none of my, not, and I don't think anything I write is trash. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't know if that's like a, a what you call it, egotistical, uh, 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 whatever that word is. I, I, I don't know. Like think a lot of myself, but I mean my my personal opinion. I don't think anything I've ever wrote is trash. No story. Right. Stop the cat. <laughs> oh, no, nah, not at all. No, no, all right, let me tell you this. Yo, bro, yo, I got to up I got to up And, and if, if, if you feel like everything you write is award winning, you got to fucking look inside yourself and see what's up. Like, I'm not saying you don't write great shit, but to write greatly all the time, my nigga, you definitely have gone back into this well, story no, no. and edited something, but right? Keep in mind have what you, I said. Have yeah. you ever edited something? Yeah, yeah. So, all, right, all right, cool. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm saying that, but like, remember, I did say, yeah, of course. But remember, I said, um, whatever I write might not be good for whatever I'm writing it for. Like, if I write a, a good comedy scene for a comedy movie, that comedy movie might not be good in my eyes. So, what I'm gonna do is take that good comedy scene and probably put it in like a drama to uh, amplify that, you know what I'm saying? To amplify a scene within that drama. That's why I say, you know. I, I don't see nothing as trash. It, it's all gold to me. Okay. Uh, right. Yo, speaking of comedy, I, I had went to go see my man T.K. Kirkland. Oh, did you went? Yeah, yeah, I went to go see my man Saturday Funny night. Ass, Yo, for real. He had me rolling because he was like, he was started talking about Bill Cosby. So he goes into the bit about Bill Cosby. He said, you know what the problem with Bill Cosby is? Poor Bill Cosby. He lived too long. <laughs> <laughs> he said he lived too long, and then he go he goes on and talks about how Bill Cosby was a player, and he was like, "Y'all don't believe me? When y'all get home tonight, ask your grandmother, did they know Bill Cosby and stuff like that?" So I go ask my grandmother straight up. I saw her on site. I said, "Grandma, you had sex with Bill Cosby?" She looked me dead in the eye. She said. I don't remember. <laughs> like, Grandma. <laughs> so you don't remember if you had the general pull? <laughs> yeah, for real. 
but not overall a great show, man. I, and it's a black-owned uh, comedy uh, theater in Harlem. You know, it's new. And um, the people that own it. What's the name of it? Uh, I forget the name. Where I fo- is it at? It's on 117th and by the FDR Highway. Yeah, the yeah, east side. Yeah, it's by the highway on 117th. Um, yeah, it's, it's brand new. The The people that own it, they are also comedians. So they opened up for him. Yeah, it's a husband and a wife. I forget their name. It's a husband and a wife. Uh, uh, husband. Comedy in Harlem? Yeah, Comedy in Harlem. That's what it's called, Comedy in Harlem. Yeah, I want to go there because... Uh, you know, it's fresh. Maybe I could go there, introduce myself, throw some ideas around and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Try to bring an audience out because you could tell it's new. They still building and stuff like that. They had food and drinks. Hold up. You know, hold up. You know what would, would make me a little bit upset? Why every comedy club charge a two drink minimum? That's how they make their money. <laughs> I'm like, yo, you got not only you got to pay for the tickets, but you got to pay the two drink minimum too. Every comedy show I've ever been to had a two drink minimum. I'm like, I like comedy shows in the city. I went to one in Phoenix. This shit was still a two drink minimum. Yo, they like they like what what alcohol you want to drink? I'm like, I don't drink alcohol, so get a soda. I don't drink soda. <laughs> Alright, we're gonna give you water, but we're gonna still we're gonna give you tap water, but we still charging you a two drink. Man. Yeah, that's like going to JR's. <laughs> yeah. The JR's ain't closed down? I don't I don't know. JR JR during the pandemic, JR's was essential. <laughs> <laughs> JR's got a two drink minimum when they don't serve alcohol. <laughs> you always drink it is soda. No, I think that was that was Crazy Horse we went to, right? That, nah, that, that was JR's. JR's, JR's, JR's oh, don't okay. serve alcohol. You, you two drink minimum. You at the bar ordering Capri Sun and shit. <laughs> you said, Let me get a Capri Sun and a Red Bull. You said, Let me get a salsa water. Nah. <laughs> But now, uh, jumping into this thing, you know, 15 minutes into this thing, I wanted to talk about, I was talking about this with Blonde Boss right before you came, Kaya, um, about how how life is really like the seasons, bro. Life is really like today's April 12th, 2023, and, you know, it just happened to be 80 degrees today, you know what I mean? 80 Beautiful degrees. Day. Beautiful. We, me and Blonde Boss out there looking at the water. I'm looking at the water for him. <laughs> so, <laughs> enjoying it two times. And I'm just like, yo, this is to, this is to a test. Like, yo, if you don't plant your seeds in in the fall, in the winter, there will be nothing to harvest in the spring and the summer. You know what I'm saying? In the summer, 80 degrees, it, it should not be like there's something missing or there's a void inside. You know what I mean? Like you trying to fi- now you're trying to figure it out. You should have been doing that in the fall and winter so you can really, to your fullest potential, enjoy your summer, your spring and your summers, bro. That shit is so sexy. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm just sitting there. Yo, bro, this is crazy. This is crazy, bro. And as I'm as I'm as we at the bridge and I'm looking at the water, I'm like, yo, bro, I always told myself I'm afraid of heights. But it's I'm not afraid of heights, bro. I'm afraid to die. But until you become unafraid to die, that's when you actually start to live, bro. Dying to live? Dying to live, bro. <laughs> Dying to live, bro. It's only a fiction, though. But <laughs> I'm only afraid to die right now for one thing. What? KJ? My kid. That's it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not done giving him all the tools he needs to be a successful black man in America. Mm. I'm not done. Like, you know what I mean? This shit is a, a slow bridge that you got to build. The shit don't stop at 18. It don't stop when you finish college. The shit stop at, like, 25. For I feel like for, for me, at least. It started to turn at, like, 25, 27. Like, around there when you realize, like, oh, I'm not a kid no more. Right. You know what I mean? Like, this shit is Nigga. not... <laughs> yo, yo, you know it's funny. I'm 35, and I just said that yesterday. Right. <laughs> but you know what? At 27, I had a two-year-old, right. so it was like, oh, this nigga walking around. Oh, this nigga needs sneakers. Oh shit! He bro. got teeth. I gotta buy the family pack of steak. <laughs> Just consider yourself lucky he ain't asking you for money yet. Oh, this nigga's asking for Jordans now. How? Oh, How damn. He's like, not even old enough to he ask. He in second grade. This nigga asking for Jordans. Seven? Eight. Damn. Yeah, he'll be, he'll be eight. In I, at least you, the, the foot size, you still get them cheap. Nigga, nah, Jordans, Jordans is like uh, buck 20. <laughs> even the kids? Nigga, for, the, for, for his size, size, they are buck 20. Damn. He, got, he wear a size seven in men's? Like, no, this fuck? nigga wears a fucking 3C. Or a 3. Yo, when I was growing up. He, he going to have to get a job at 12. <laughs> when I was growing up, my mom's got food, pants, and sneakers all from the same store. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was just in BJ's looking at the sweaters and shit. Like, you know what? <laughs> shit ain't that bad. <laughs> Let me oh, wear this to the club tonight. <laughs> so that's where LA Gans come from. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, yo, that, that touches an interesting topic though. Let me ask y'all a question, a little, a little side topic. Mm-hmm. Um. You know how, like, the the conspiracy with the Illuminati and all of that, and sacrifice anything. If the Illuminati asked you to to join, to sacrifice somebody, who would you sacrifice? Mm, that's fine. I thought you said ant. Nah, <laughs> I'm like, yo, that was quick. I wouldn't. It, it's hard. For, I would have to sacrifice somebody I don't know. Well, nah, it, it got to be somebody you love. Then I couldn't do it. Like, I couldn't live with that on my conscience. Damn, my nigga ain't never going to platinum. Never. Fuck it. Fuck it. Listen, nah, you gotta go. You gotta pick somebody. Come on, just, just play the game. Just, just, oh, for, just, for, just for the game. I know, I know it's hard, but we all gotta do it. I don't even do it. All right, go, you go first, then. You go first.
You gotta kill somebody on this podcast. I I don't even want I don't even want to put that into the universe, bro. Stop being a cornball, man. Just go with it. Why can it just, can it be anybody? Like, does it have to be somebody I love? Like, can it just be anybody? Well, I, well, I don't know the rules, but I would assume that it's somebody. It has to be somebody you love because you know Kanye's got had his mom and type shit. You know, so. Yo, and that's the thing. If my mother die, and niggas, if my moms die and my music get lit and niggas say I'm Illuminati, <laughs> I'm gonna shoot somebody. <laughs> <laughs> like that's crazy, bro. That your mother can't die, a nigga say it's a sacrifice. Mm. Jay Z nephew died in a car accident. They said that's his sacrifice, and it's like these people are really losing people they live like love, my nigga. And right. it's like niggas just like, oh, that's what they did. That's what they did. That shit is just crazy to me. <laughs> so if my mom dies. We all gotta go someday. Oh no! Nah, but if the music get lit after that, it's somebody. Oh. I go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, you know he only went diamond because. <laughs> uh, I don't know, bro. I could. I wouldn't even name nobody, man. It's it's hard, like because what if nah, they yeah, hear that's shit? why I think of like, <laughs> what? Like, like yeah, yo, so I gotta be the one to go. Uh, I, I I mean like if, if they thinking about it for everybody else, at least everybody and else then is we gonna like, be rich. So and then and then you know they be saying? like, yo, this this was my first time listening to podcasts, <laughs> <laughs> and this is what y'all talking about. <laughs> and you gonna you gonna put smut on my name? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, y'all, y'all name somebody, but nah, I, I want to go back to fatherhood real quick. Um, oh damn, I can't even say him because I don't even love that nigga. <laughs> so I go going back to fatherhood real quick. I heard this on a, another podcast, right? It was, it was the father. He said he was he was talking to his daughter. He said, "Hey, listen." We gotta break you out your addiction to sweets. The daughter said, "Daddy, what's an addiction?" Daddy and, and the father said, "Well, addiction is something you can't live without." And she said, "Well, if that's the case, I'm only addicted to my daddy." That's a cute line, but how old is the girl? Like four years old. She so, said with a the, straight face. The only thing she can't live without is her daddy. My my son's mother always said that she's happy that she had a son instead of a daughter because she wouldn't want no little bitch under her man. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, yo, bro, I don't even have kids, bro, and I still want – I want to – you know, one day become that for somebody. You know what I mean? It's an amazing feeling. Like you want to be a father? That's what you mean? Yeah. Oh, okay. Be a father, or or even if it's not meant for me to be a father, but still be that be that for somebody. You know what I mean? I don't know. I, I think everything happens for a reason. If niggas ain't got kids now, then I don't. Know. You said it's over. It or might be. or yeah. Kaya wears this clip. I'm not gonna not have no kids 
and then get get a uh, vasectomy because I'm 35. <laughs> <laughs> like willingly. <laughs> nah, you can always like freeze your sperm and all of that. So you know. Like. It's, that's how you. That's how you build Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't doing it. I'm just saying, like, there are alternatives. <laughs> Yo, I have a crazy theory about vasectomies. Right. Right? Because mm-hmm. it's it's far-fetched for me, right, mm-hmm. for a woman and a man to have unprotected sex mm-hmm. and a nigga to tell him, I don't want to have no kids because I'm not ready and I can't do that. And a woman goes, it's my body. I can do what I want. Which is, I agree with that, right? You can't tell a woman what to do with her Pro-choice. Pro-choice, right? You know, he had the choice to cut the condom on, but he didn't. But, but, but here's my argument, right? Why she ain't pull out a female condom, mm. right? Nigga, nah. I got to stop. Wait. Nah, I, I got to stop. But understand what I'm saying. Yes, it's his fault, but it's her fault as much as it is his fault. No, no, and if a nigga but, say, if a nigga say, I'm not ready for no kid and you have a kid anyway, you shouldn't be able to put him on child support. Like, that, that's that's as far as I think. I mean, no, no, no. Let me take that back. I'm not saying that you shouldn't be able to put him on because niggas need to financially take care of their kids. Right. Like, you need, no, regardless no, of the God. But still. But here's, here's my vasectomy idea, right? Because it's reversible. You make all boys get vasectomies until they are mentally and financially capable enough to have children. Mm. We want to have a population problem, right? Isn't that what being a virgin is? Nah, because a vasectomy, you go fuck, you just can't have babies. Well, 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 well what's that? What's that? Um, puberty. Not, not it's called puberty, isn't it? What? Like once you can start having kids? Yeah, once you start having kids. Yeah. Like, so, so, yeah. So, like, I, I don't know if the, the, the kids cannot. Like, how old was you when you had your first nut? I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. That was, oh, damn. I was talking about sex, but nah. Your first nut? I have no it was clue. somewhere in a VCR era. <laughs> 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 so in the PC, uh, we gonna put it like that. It was definitely the the, 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 the hijacked direct TV. <laughs> I had to hide the remote from my brother, so he. We only had one remote. We had two direct TV boxes. Only one remote. Ain't no buttons on the box. So whatever channel you on, you it. That's it. Yeah, the FPC enter error. <laughs> I remember I was playing Atari. Turn the right. So, but uh, but I have to ask you though, like, who the fuck walks around with a female condom though? Why 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 do men walk around with men condoms? It's so like because yeah. because somebody in history made that a thing, right? You feel me? Somebody made that a it's, thing. <laughs> it's like uh, this joke Patrice O'Neill Patrice O'Neill tells. He says, uh, "Safe sex is a woman's job. So if if you got a woman, she on the bed." And you about the raw dog, and you slowly put it in, and she don't stop you. You're like, oh, this dirty bitch. <laughs> she gonna let me put it in? Oh, this dirty bitch. 
Yeah, that's dirty bitch, but keep fucking. You let me hit it? Keep fucking and keep nothing in there. Yeah, go on right ahead, because there's no such thing as freedom of choice. And by now, your dick is in it, so you hypnotize. Yo, 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 yo. Keep on, it's all a woman's fault. Yo, you ever was hitting something raw? And then look on the dressing, started to see mad pills on the bed. <laughs> <laughs> mad pills on the dresser. <laughs> I thought they keep those yeah. in their bed. <laughs> like, <laughs> this sick bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all gonna get me canceled. <laughs> <laughs> oh man so so what our summer looking like man what's the goal what's the goal for the summer the goal for the summer is to enjoy it mm. that's it i love your simplicity yo bro it's 2023 we never gonna have a 2023 again Right. You don't know if you're going to make it to 2024. None of us know. Come on. Enjoy the the fucking moments. Mm -hmm. Understand the past is the past. Right. Be able to reflect and learn from the past, but leave that shit there. Right. The future is coming, but we don't really have control over the results of the work we put in. We put in the work. We don't control the results. So the future is coming. We got to live in the now, bro. It's not as niggas a Jehovah's Witness. For real. <laughs> I, I know what I'm going to do tomorrow. <laughs> but for real, live in the moment, bro. So many people don't live in the moment because they, they're so worried about like the future and trying right. to set up things for life. And you grind, you grind, you keep your head down, and you grind, you grind, you grind. And then when you look up, you 57 years old, you top salary, your kid's in a great school, but you didn't enjoy your life. Mm. You was never happy with your life at all at any point of it. Yeah, that, that yep. shit is bananas, bro. Yep. I heard, in the moment. I heard something that blew my mind. It, it, it was in a book, it's, and it said that when you getting dressed and you're eating, that's all you're supposed to be doing, getting dressed and eating. When you're getting dressed and eating... That's all you're supposed to be doing. You're not supposed to be thinking about what happened or what's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? You just focus on getting dressed and eating. Word. That's dope. Living in the moment. <laughs> Enjoying the moment, man. Enjoying the moment. So the only way I can enjoy my Fruity Pebbles is if I'm thinking about it while I'm eating it? Yeah. Like, how was it made? Who the fuck put the perfect circles on the, and the fruit? How do you fit the fruit in the circle? <laughs> what makes fruity pebbles fruity? What makes fruity pebbles fruity? Because it don't taste like no type of fruit. <laughs> all the stuff you have to it's ask like they, yourself. They make a sheet of red, a sheet of purple, a sheet of You know all the uh, fruity pebbles say is the same flavor? <laughs> All the fruity. <laughs> Don't destroy my fucking childhood. Ain't no difference in the flavor. They're just different colors. <laughs> no, don't destroy my childhood. Like, don't you doubt. I'm not going to let you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nigga, I ain't say nothing about the hog malls, man. What, 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 what about health and plan to be healthier? Like, we, we, we three big dudes. <laughs> 
I don't think none of us have been like skinny at a part of our lives and First stuff of like all, that. I, 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 there was a point in time in my life where I didn't have fat back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How old was you? <laughs> <laughs> like 15. <laughs> Yo, and. Oh, yeah. but, but I'm glad to say because of my banana onion juice diet, I lost 60 pounds. Shout out yeah. to you. So, yeah. I, 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 I see you 60 and I raised you 70. I, I lost 70 pounds. So but, you raised them 10. Yeah. Right. See? Shout out to MS142 John Carlson. <laughs> <laughs> that, public school math for your last. <laughs> so I see you 60 and raise you 70. I'm like, 130? Goddamn, nigga. That's good. <laughs> that, that's that ditch, <laughs> District 11 <laughs> education system. Yo, you know what makes this shit so hard? It's it's the bad days. It's the the bad days, bro. When you feel good and it's easy to get up, and them days where you gotta say fuck it and still get up, that's what makes that shit hard. Mm. If not, everybody be in shape, bro. I I work out consistently for like a good two weeks to a month. I'll set a plan and I'll do it, and then niggas start complimenting you. You losing weight. Yeah, let me get a chopped cheese with bacon. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you, that's how you program to celebrate. That ass, I'm gonna eat because I've been doing I've been doing so good. I, mm-hmm. I'm eat. Yo, I was telling my sister Shaniqua today. I was telling her like, yo, I remember when I was spending all my money on weed, bro. Spending every I used to work and buy weed that and smoke. That was it. And my sister one day, she was like, yo, give me $100. Uh, I'm going to give you my Fitbit watch. And I knew at the time I didn't know what she was doing. What she was doing, she was breaking me out of a habit of spending all my bread on weed. And, you know, it was like, here, now you have something to show for it on your wrist. You know what I'm saying? You have something to... (laughs) Something of value that you could put on your wrist and you could walk around and tell the time and count your steps and do all of the amazing shit that Fitbit does. And that real thinking back, it was like, yo, uh, imagine if she didn't do that. You know what I mean? Because after the Fitbit, it was like, you know what? If I'm going to get a new watch, let me get a new, you know what I'm saying? Let me go outside, start looking decent then i started upgrading my wardrobe and I, you know what i'm saying start <laughs> so, for some people they a, a moment like that they could be like oh okay i'm gonna start brushing my teeth every day <laughs> you know what i mean it'd be, it be stuff like that that one little thing that could just change everything for somebody yeah i want to say remember we always talking about making our beds yeah so when life was good and life was easy and I was cruising through the days, I was making my bed no problem. Mm-hmm. No fucking problem. And now it's like I look at the bed and I kind of despise it so I won't make it. Mm. I look at that but, shit and like, fuck right, this so bed. Break, hold on, hold on. Break that, that down. Hold on, blonde bro. She got to break that down. No, that's what I was just saying. 
it's just I was in such a, a, a good personable space when I was like, yo, making your bed makes you feel so much better. So it was like, honestly, bro, when you open your room door and your bed is made, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm getting in that motherfucker. Like, I don't got to do nothing else but get in that shit. Like, it's a, I don't know, it's kind of euphoric. Right, you know I mean? right. And it's like, lately, going through whatever I'm going through in my house, it's like, I look at the bed and I'm like, fuck that bed. <laughs> fuck that bed, fuck them pillows, fuck all this shit. You know what's crazy? I'm thinking about it, how being on Ellen was like a gift and a curse, bro. It was a gift to get it, that exposure, you know what I'm saying? It's a gift to touch as many people I did, not even locally, all over the world, bro. Australia, uh, Germany, Mexico, you know what I'm saying? And that was the blessing, but I guess the curse was my gluttony, you know what I'm saying? I done went from buying... $11 bottles of champagne to the $70 bottles of champagne. And then, you know what I'm saying? I never cooked. I overdid Uber Eats. And, you know what I'm saying? Every meal was that. And I was taking Ubers everywhere. And, and just, just like, just like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, I ain't never going to go broke again. I ain't never gonna go broke again. Thought it would last forever, ever. Last forever. <laughs> I thought I would never see a a low balance alert on my debit on my phone again, bro. And it was just like bomb. So it wasn't even. Not only did I lost my all the money, I lost my health too. You know what I'm saying? So that I guess that's what was the gift and the curse. I how I turned the gift into a curse. You know what I mean? And I just had to sit back and think, like, yo, did this was really the outcome? Like, you know what I'm saying? Kidney failure. And I, I had dialysis three times a week, four hours and fifteen minutes. That should a job, bro. That should <laughs> You know what I'm saying? But sometimes, you know, it's crazy how you look at it, but uh, sometimes you, you gotta look at life through a blind eye, mm. metaphorically and lyrically, not lyrically. Lyrically, yeah. his al- <laughs> his album dropped tomorrow, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, because they just said like fucking, you had to go through dialysis to end up being healthier than you ever been in your life. Uh, best shape of my life. Best shape, you know, yeah. And you yeah. had to go through dialysis to end up doing it. Right. Yeah. And, and me, shit, a lot of situations, I had to go blind to be happier, to know who to mm. be around, and life lessons and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? So, I guess at the end, it's just uh, 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 what you do with your quote-unquote curse. Right, you know right. Mean? Yeah, I was telling Kaya, I was telling him, like, yo, bro, for the first time in my life, I'm doing the self-love things. You know what I'm saying? I'm waking up. I'm making my bed. I'm keeping my apartment clean. I'm, I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm making sure I go outside, look pre- look presentable, like doing all the self-love things. But I'm losing my smile because I'm letting go of all the childish things that I thought made me happy. Well, you know what makes me happy? It's not necessarily going getting up and making my bed but 
I, I, I like to get up and, and and take a shit and smoke a blunt on the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 My back could wait. <laughs> that makes me happy. But I I was I was drinking crazy because I created like this false happy place. You know what I'm saying? I was everything. It was like everything that I didn't become, everything that I didn't become. You know what I'm saying? It was like, you know, those failures was inside an alcohol bottle, and I just drank it till I can't couldn't feel no more, bro. So people be like, yo, aunt, you you ain't drinking? I'm like, nah. You don't drink no more? I'm like, no. You don't want to drink? You don't crave it? I was like, brother, I done drank it all. <laughs> I done drank it all, whether it was with my, with, with my friends and family. But for the most part, a lot of times it was by myself. You know what I'm saying? You tried voodoo crazy horse. What? what you call that shit? No, that's what it's Texas called. Ranger. What? Voodoo Ranger. Voodoo Ranger. Yeah, Imperial Bed. I tried. I I drank the whole six pack of those by myself. Oh, word. Yeah, um, bro. Yeah. Nah, these three got me wavy. I ain't gonna Yeah, them nine point fives. <laughs> them nine point fives. But yo, I just, I just, at this point, I'm at this point of my life where I just want to be who God called me to be. I just want to be who God called me to be. Like, I tried everything, bro. I tried it my way. I tried to self-destruct. I tried everything, bro. And I was like, bro, you got to understand, like, and I said this before, but Everything in life grows to its fullest potential besides human beings. Everything in life grows to, like, you never saw a tree like, damn, I ain't, I only reach half of my potential. You know what I mean? Because them trees is dead, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that's what I want to do, like, with this, with, 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 like, this health scare and stuff like that, it's like, yo, I, I can't just go to work, have sex, and watch porn and die, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? Why not? <laughs> he said, why not? <laughs> uh, the way I feel about it now is, yo, the world is too big. Our days are too limited. Yeah. Gotta just do shit, bro. That, that makes you happy. As long as you're not, I like harming anyone else. Like, do shit that make you happy. Yo, my biggest fear. Well, my biggest fear is losing my son. I feel like no, no parents want to bury their child. So that's my biggest fear. Right. But like right under that is being uncontrollably unhappy. Oh man. Like just imagine niggas that just walk around sad all day. Now you feel miserable, your throat be cogged up and shit like that. I can't imagine, imagine that for myself. But I'm sure somebody's walking around like that. Oh, yeah. yo, yo, what if somebody not walking around like that, but that's how they feel on the inside? I only laugh because the Dave Chappelle joke when he was like the transgenders. <laughs> the, uh, 
said that beyond pussy. No, no. <laughs> he said he, he said it was the Asian. It was the Asian dude, and the Asian dude was like. He he would talk like a black dude, Asian dude. He was like, "Yeah, I want a big mock." <laughs> he was like, "Why are you talking black? Cause that's how I feel inside." <laughs> but what if? But what if somebody? What if somebody you talk to every day? And they sound like they full of life. They make you laugh on all the time. But on the inside, they just ain't right. Like Lauren Hill said, how you going to win when you win right within? How you going to win? I'm sorry about Robin Williams. Closed mouth don't get fed. You don't know. If niggas don't know, nobody can help you. Right. If you put that mask on, because we all wear masks. Right. right. If you put this mask on so well that people around you that love you can't tell. Mm. That's a gift and a curse. Right. Gift and a curse. Because mm. once you get to that wall, there's nobody there to say, what's wrong? Like, if this, you just leave that, that's crazy, though. Robin Williams is a perfect example, my nigga. Right. Uh, that was my favorite actor. That's why he's always wanted to be Mrs. Doubtfire, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, but on a little bit of a personal note, I kind of wanted that to be my pops. Who, Robin Williams? Yeah, and Mrs. Doubtfire. (laughs) And Mrs. Doubtfire, you want a two day? (laughs) So when you... Just that that father figure, or to to make it a little bit more uh, like epic, just a a positive male role model that would do anything to... He he just wanted to argue with Mrs. Doubtfire, and I had to step in and be like, "Blonde boy, <laughs> she's your father." But but still, it still shows like uh, uh, what you uh, responsibility, like you know what I'm saying. So and then on top of that, it is an excellent movie. I still watch that faithfully to this day. I'm still finding new things that are funny. Right, right. But but would you say that's because in your heart of hearts you know that there's like a big void missing since you didn't grow up with your father? Well, um, most people's lives they would call it a void, but I wouldn't classify it as a void because the type of person that I learned that he is is honestly the same motherfucker that I despise. Him being around would would have just taught me to hate him sooner. So, and then on top of Even that, if he loved you and wanted to? Uh, well, just because somebody loves you doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to change who they are. Because they're just going to love you in their own way. And even right now, honestly, he probably still loves me in his own way. And that's by staying away from me. So... Not, for not, not like to downplay nothing you're saying is, but like learning to love people the way they want to be loved is one of the hardest fucking things on the planet. Well, it's more fuck like, that nigga though. But I'm saying, like, yo, yo, check this out. They say they say good service, good service is only good service 
good service good service is only good service when it's an inconvenience to your life. Explain that. Like like service how could I put this? Good service is only good service when it's an inconvenience. Like when stuff is going good in your life and somebody asks you for a favor or when you feel like doing it. But when you don't feel like doing it, you know what I'm saying? Or don't even ha- want nothing to do with it, but still do it, that's good service. All right. So say it again. Good service is only good service when it's an inconvenience to, to, to you. Okay. Okay, I can see that. <laughs> when it's like, yo, I got to stop everything to go... To come get you out this girl house, bro. <laughs> I, would, I would call that unconditional love. Mm. If I'm doing this for you, you know I love you no matter what. But it, 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 I hope you understand that. <laughs> Yo, do y'all know like your love languages, like how you receive love and how you show love? Do you know? I know that my love language is quality time, bro quality like this right here bro you you as as an adult you really have to set out time for this because otherwise it's like it could create like insanity you know what i'm saying this this right here for me um just quality time but you know i said saw something not the Jump subjects, but I saw Wale say like, "Yo, sometimes I just want to be by myself, or I don't want to talk, and I don't know why. I don't know why I don't want to be around nobody. I don't want to talk. I just want to be by myself, and I don't know why. And I feel bad about it. You know what I'm saying? And it was like that that had hit home for me. You know what I mean? But I would say at the same time, still like." quality time bro and i know i have trouble all my life i had i had trouble receiving love you but i at the same time specialize in giving love but i had trouble receiving love i i I would classify it as acceptance Mm. i mean some people want to love in their own way but now you have to just love them from a distance it's their love is too much for you to handle. You know what I'm saying? Like, if their love matches your love, then of course, stay close. You know what I mean? Do what you do. You know, but if you have somebody in your life that you know is toxic to you, but for some reason, whether they're a family member or because you grew up around them or for some reason, you just can't stay away from them, it's like alcohol. You just got to moderate. <laughs> what made you ask that question, Kai? I, I don't. I don't really remember. Damn. <laughs> I, 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 I'm glad I we don't have cameras because he's been half sleep for the last Yo, half bro, an hour. <laughs> I'm be real with you. I'm on vacation right now, right? Yeah. We, me and my boy Abe, we've been running this baseball practice clinic from nine to one every day this week. Right. So. Physically, like my practice during the weeks is two hours. Right. The games, you're not really coaching that much in the game. You know what I mean? 
four hours though of this shit. Today I hit a wall, boy. That last hour of practice, I sat down. I was like, I'm not doing a motherfucking thing after this. Y'all run laps. <laughs> Literally, bro. Fucking arm hurt, back hurt. Like, it's good though. Like, definitely, you know what I mean? Me and the kids, I'm, a, I'm always for the kids. But like, I'm tired, and these fucking Voodoo Rangers is kicking my ass. <laughs> Them 9.5s, y'all. 9.5s. But I don't know. I know, though, that my love language is acts of service. So, like, I might not sit with you, but I might go to the store and pick you up some lunch real fast. There you go. Boom. Take the car to go get gas. Get your car washed. Little shits like that. That's how I show my love. Oh, I know how we got here. We got here because he was talking about uh, Joe Blow from around the way. <laughs> <laughs> Loving him. Well, how he want to love him. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I said my favorite call. I said my real call. <laughs> 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 I said Joe Blow, I love having <laughs> no way. He he took care of his family and my family while cheating on his wife. That nigga was the man. <laughs> and he did it all by collecting kings. Yeah, so you can't tell me that nigga nothing. Yo, that take one hell of a man. Yo, speaking of that, I know I asked you this before, and I told you to hold your answer, Kaya. Uh, so, uh, being a coach for a baseball team, how has that like elevated your skills and leadership? All right, so I felt like I had a good answer before, but now <laughs> them nine point five, y'all. Nine point five, nine point five. <laughs> Can you spell it? <laughs> it's the <an> origin. <laughs> Negus. <laughs> I, I, I forgot for real this time. <laughs> no, I said, what I say? See, now you may be. <laughs> Megus. <laughs> N-E-G-U-S. <laughs> could, could you put it in a sentence? <laughs> said, what are you talking about? <laughs> no, um, I said, being a coach, how has that elevated your skills and leaderships? Or how has that changed you as, as a man and your growth as a man? Um, so being a coach, I feel like you realize how much accountability you really have when it comes to stuff. So it's like, my kids ain't doing certain things on the field, and it's like, you didn't teach them this. Mm. You feel me? That's your fault. You can't be mad at them. They didn't have enough time doing this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I could be mad at them for little stuff, not little stuff, but like, these niggas don't like coming to practice and shit like that. And it's like, all right, we gonna suck because y'all don't want to show up. So it's like, all right, that could be my my point of view. Oh, that shit, that's beyond your control, though. They don't want right, to but I also, as a leader now, I'm thinking, well, why weren't your practices enticing enough? Or why didn't you reach out to parents? So, you know, once parents are on board with shit, it move a lot smoother. Right. I mean, so I spoke to one parent. I should have spoke to them all. I mean, like. And the kid who parent I spoke to, that nigga's at everything. That nigga don't miss a practice, not a game. 
We've been practicing nine to one these last three days. He's been there every day. And it's like, well, as a leader, I should have. What will stop you from talking to the other parents? Um, It's a lot of language barriers. Like, a lot of them only speak Spanish. Like, even the kid I talk to, his parents, them niggas call me and go, every time they call me, they go, you speak Spanish? That's the only English they know. Are <laughs> <laughs> you speaking Spanish? <laughs> no, un poquito. They start talking, no mas, no mas, no mas. No mas. Un momento, nigga. Hold on. <laughs> but it's like the language barrier is one reason I didn't call them in two is like, these kids is like, because I work with special needs kids right. all day and every day, and I see the shit that they could possibly do, when I go work with regular kids, my expectations is through the fucking roof. And I think that's part of my fault as a leader, too, that my expectations was too high. I assumed these kids were capable of doing and moving in a way more mature rate than they are. I had practice, right? I had a practice indoors for niggas to catch up on their schoolwork because a report card is about to come and a lot of y'all are failing. Mm-hmm. Only the kids who was doing good in school showed up. Mm. So all the other kids, I sat there while I was sitting there, I started calling niggas' phones. Nobody, of course, nobody answered the coach's calls, right? You don't pick up for your coach. That's whatever. A kid runs in. With the collar of his shirt to the middle of his chest. I was like, you got in a fight? <laughs> like, he's like, no, coach, what happened? I'm like, yo, you not, you don't got no work to do? Like, we hate, I know your name is on the list for failing classes, nigga. Like, you, he's like, you call me here for this? It's like, oh, shit. He's like, yo, coach, I'm out. He bounced? Yeah. Bounced. And I'm sitting there, like, as a leader, I was like, damn. If I would have had a connection with his mother, mm-hmm. I mean, that wouldn't happen. Because it's easy for them to tell your moms that, yo, I'm at practice. Mm-hmm. And go run the streets and do whatever you want. You always at practice. Right. I don't know your moms. I can't talk to her. I don't always have. I used to have an interpreter back in the day, but. I ain't trying to end up on the icebox. So. <laughs> my homegirl back in the day, anytime I needed to talk to my in Spanish in the streets, anything, I used to call her. She always answered the phone for me. Yo, translate this. Da, 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 da. And I give the person the phone. Mm-hmm. Translate it gone. Sometimes it's like, you don't want to be bothersome to people. So you don't want to keep asking them to translate shit. Like, right. Un poquito. I just said that, nigga. I, I felt all my Spanish classes, Yo, bro. I ain't gonna lie with the DR, with my son's mother, her best friend, and her friend's friend. And I was talking to the niggas. I could have little bar conversations. I could order my food and shit. They was like, "Yo, you really like part Dominican?" <laughs> Like, nah, nigga, I just paid attention in class, nigga. I know comida's food, chuletas is pork chops. <laughs> leche is milk. Milk. That's, and DR, that's all. You leche, leche. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, 
going more seriously, uh, you know this country is crazy. And now they're talking about, not to get political, but now they're talking about gun laws and stuff like that. And with all the, like, school shootings, how how does, how does that affect your mental? I'm hoping everybody is allowed a gun. Yes, I, I'm hoping that. I was saying that to my coworker. I was like, now I got to get a gun because everybody else got guns. Yeah. I ain't going to be the only one without no gun. Everybody would be much safer. Okay? <laughs> nobody going to bother no, nobody going to bully nobody because they know I got a gun. I don't think that's the answer. <laughs> the answer is put the ban back on fucking assault rifles and shit like that. Like they Automatic did with weapons. the Black Panthers. Like when, put when the, the, right. Put the ban back on. That shit was banned for mad years. If you see the chart from when niggas lifted that ban to the amount of like like school shootings and multiple casualty shootings and shit like that. This shit's astronomical, bro. It's the data's there that says that. Giving giving more people guns can't be the answer because guess what? It's a lot of excuse my French, retarded niggas walking around, bro. <laughs> it's a lot of people with no fucking sense, bro. I'm watching yo, bro. You everybody know who King Vaughn is, right? Yeah. King Vaughn is a rapper from Chicago that came up under Lil Dirt. But, like, uh, a YouTube guy, YouTube personality, did a, he does document, like, hip-hop documentaries. Yeah. He just did one on King Vaughn. It got pulled down, but he got it back up. And in one day, the shit had half a million views in one day. Yeah. Shit is three hours and a half long. Yeah. It's all about this nigga being a serial killer. The nigga just was involved in mad murders for mad years. Of course, this is told from the perspective of a journalist. So it's like... Could be true. Could be true. Right, but the, the, the nigga is showing... He's just connecting mad dots in the city. You know, like, hmm. Niggas really be out here booming niggas for the you the nigga just got boomed in a smoke shop in Harlem. You seen the video? It was the minute ago? No, that was this week. Oh shit. Nah. You seen the nigga talking to the nigga, he buying a cigarette, they had exchanging words. The nigga go to walk out, he spin back to light his cigarette, my nigga, at the counter. He light the cigarette and when he's go to spin back away, the nigga hit that nigga in the head. Boom. More guns is not the answer, bro. It can't be the answer. It's too many people with too many issues. Then now, oh, my girl left me. You know what? I'm going to shoot this whole laundry mat up. <laughs> niggas not need, to laugh. And you know, I'm using the R word not to say special needs, but niggas. But, but the most dangerous on people in this world is the people that don't have nothing to lose. Right, so imagine giving a million motherfuckers with nothing to lose guns. Yo, I yo, just because you listen, this is the thing though. We out we outside. A nigga back his gun on you and you go to back yours, he gonna he gonna boom you first. <laughs> he gonna boom you first. And it's just the mentality. I remember I used to work with this dude. He got into an argument. You know what he said to this dude? He said, I kiss my kids goodbye today. <laughs> oh, he said, I, I kiss my kids funny. goodbye before I left. <laughs> I would have pissed on myself right there. <laughs> this nigga. Yo, for real. But just as a teacher, you witnessing 
everything school shootings happen more and more frequently it it, it don't affect you or it does affect me especially because of the population I work with because I work with special needs kids I think that we could be a target for somebody who is on some I don't give a fuck I'm ready to go regardless because there's going to be a lot of sitting targets. Right. You feel me? Like, trying to get a classroom with 12 special needs students is to move somewhere quickly might not happen as well as a regular classroom. You feel me? Right. So I think about that shit all the time. I'll be looking at the school safety agents like, nigga, come in here blazing, <laughs> bitch. Y'all go. go. Go, go, go. Nigga, <laughs> then what we supposed to do? <laughs> Thank God my uh, my office is upstairs. <laughs> he said the shooter should be fatigued by <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I definitely that's something I definitely worry about, bro. Yeah. I worry about it from a uh to the standpoint of being a teacher and a parent as well though. I was Googling bulletproof book bags for my kids. Damn. That's fucked up, bro. That's fucked up. There's no reason I should be looking at bulletproof book bags. And they got some fire book bags. <laughs> <laughs> They're well-designed book bags, bro. This shit is bulletproof. But that's so sad, my Don't man. Like, that's so sad, bro. That the parent would actually have to even think about that. My son's in second grade. A bulletproof book bag? Shit is fucked up, bro. That's why we can't just give niggas more guns. There's too many stupid fucks walking around, bro. Right. There's too many stupid fucks that don't care about going to jail or dying. Right. Niggas don't care. They live their life like that. That's why they can move like that, because they don't care. Mm-hmm. Sociopaths, bro. Niggas is crazy. Can't just give everybody guns. Mm. Take away the fucking assault rifles. Take away all the shit. They go. <laughs> yeah, I need. I need you to talk to the president on TV. Yo, take away all the shit that sound like. <laughs> That's that Bronx drill shit. <laughs> I, yo, I got a question for you, blonde boss. Uh. So this week I heard something. It's like, yo, you cannot, you cannot, cannot, cannot put your happiness in other people's hands. So, so with that being said, have there been times in your life where you did exactly that? You know what I'm saying? You trusted somebody else with your happiness. Um. I played both sides of the field on that question. There's yes and no. Now, um, of of course, the yes is um, placing my happiness in somebody that I know would make me happy to make happy. Then, of course, that's that that's a go. But of course, I also been disappointed when um, placing my happiness in someone's hands that is not a too happy person themselves, or some misery loves company, shit, or whatever the case may be. You know what I'm saying, and then I was disappointed, you know. So, but um, 
I would still only place my happiness in the ones that I love because I, I personally believe that's why we're all here. After a certain age, after you learn certain lessons, your life is no longer your life. It doesn't belong to you. It belongs to everybody around you. You're supposed to share your life. You're supposed to give everything you are to everybody else that you love. Stop the cat. <laughs> no. I was going to stop the cat. Nigga, how, how, like, yo. No. How, you, how right. can you even say that? Right now, right yourself? now, right, 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 right. So this is the thing, right? As a child, as a young adult, and then see the beginning of your adult years, you living for yourself, right? You then begin to live for other people as well. Like my, yeah, yeah. your son, your grandkids and stuff. Right, yeah. Eventually, you got to live for yourself again because you're on your way out. So I'm not going to keep living for you motherfuckers when I only got five, six, seven left. Like, I don't know. We're going to make these count. Oh, you need help paying no. your rent this month? Oh, you fucked your checkup. All right, boom. I'm going to Hawaii, so I can't help you. <laughs> can't help you. I'm sorry. Mama got to have a life, too. <laughs> well, but I, I already um, said that, though. Once you put your happiness in somebody else's hands that don't mean well, then you know what I'm saying? you're going to be disappointed. Mm. But the, the ones that matter, you know, like like KJ or, or even wifey, like, like I would die to know I, w- I would die happy knowing that my kids or my wife or anybody that I love to that extent would be happy for the rest of their lives I would give my life for that gladly mm. Mm. For, for anybody that I care about and I, I believe personally that that's what happiness is about it's not about you it's about what, how you make everybody else feel in your circle because in turn, if they do the same thing for you, then how much love are you going to have? You know what I'm saying? Like, it works for everybody if everybody work it. I learned this from Ann Diggity, right? He said, the way you look out for other people is by taking care of your motherfucking self. Man. <laughs> Let me go rob these niggas. Let me go rob these niggas. Let me go rob these niggas so I can feed my baby. I don't never have to ask my moms or my brothers and my sisters for nothing. I don't never have to, like, put that burden on them for nothing. I'm doing my part, bro. I'm doing my part. Make sure your shit is together so you ain't never got to ask. Well, yeah, but, like, you and your brother. If y'all both do that for each other... Then y'all will both remain happy because his goal is to make you happy and your goal is to make him happy. There's no sadness involved. That's true. That's a fact. You know what I'm saying? And, and then if you even teach that to your children, then it's going to go even further. Blonde boss. All right. We've been on this podcast an hour and 10 minutes. Word? Yeah. I should have sexy. My boss, you know where I'm going with this. You know where I'm going with this. When last time you got some ass? No, oh man, <laughs> I ate that bitch ass from the back. <laughs> so, so this had to be about what, like two, two weeks, probably like a couple days before you came to my crib. I think before Kaya. I was going. I came to the crib the same day. 
Oh, it was the same day? Oh, yeah, I remember. You said, yo, we all got some ass on the same day. Oh, oh, <laughs> goddamn. That wasn't that good? Oh, well. But, anywho. But, nah. It's just, she, she had one of them snuggly, snuggly <laughs> motherfuckers. You know, it, it was tight a little bit at first, but I had to wiggle it a little bit to make to get it wet and lathery. So, you know what I mean? It just right on in. You know what I'm saying? But, I, I, I'm mad you would describe making cake in that same sentence. <laughs> but what's up? When you gonna settle down? And do you see marriage in your future? Um, any so of us? That's a, 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 what do I see marriage in, in any of y'all future? No, you, 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 yeah, yeah. Oh, um. I, I, that that's hard to say. If I if I was to find somebody that understand what marriage is completely, then I would say yes. But if not, then no. And but for the most part, I'm happy and content and satisfied with just doing what I'm doing now and who I am now. You know what I'm saying? Like I got my people that I talk to. I got y'all. I got regular family. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I am happy with my life without uh, uh, anybody else's incongruities. Incongruity? Is that a word? Incongruities? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> it sounds like math lines. <laughs> <laughs> no, because when, when, when you invite people into your life as friends and all of that, it's like, yo, uh, uh, you, you take on their problems. That's true. You know what I'm saying? And I I think that's the biggest part, bro. Like, like saying that, okay, your problems is mine. So you know what I'm saying? Whatever you're going through, you go, we, we go through this together. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would never leave you. You know what I'm saying? We end this together. You know what I'm saying? And it, it's tough because I... I first-handed see my parents get divorced. Like, my pops used to take me to his mistress' houses. You know what I'm saying? And they used to put on Batman for me and stuff like that. <laughs> Feed me Farina. <laughs> when the last time you had some Farina? Farina is the stepson's <laughs> go-to meal. <laughs> no lie. who don't know. I know it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To to just watch that, and then you say, "All right, how do I live my life if, if the p two people I love most couldn't stay together?" You know what I'm saying? Well, most people don't even quote unquote stay together. Everybody, yeah. is what it seems like, is just <laughs> sleeping together and then exploring. In 2022, we got roommates. Yo, <laughs> Just roommate. Yo, honestly, I'm a product of divorce, bro. Both of my parents were married to other people. They both got divorced. Then they got together. As I got older, I found out it wasn't like, like really set up for them to get married and shit. Mm -hmm. My mom just got pregnant. My pops was like, "Fuck it, let's get married." Mm -hmm. But that that works for them. Um, I don't know. At, at this at this point right now, I don't know the girl I want to marry is having doubts about being with me. 
and I see it with you. I see that you try to replace the the sadness any way you can. You know what I'm saying? It, instead of actually going through it and trying to heal it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what, though? It's like we all heal our own ways. Right. So it's like when you realize what you're doing is not really healing you, you try different shit. Right. But until you stop getting that feeling that I'm all right by the shit that you already doing, you ain't never going to stop doing that shit. The pain will stop before you stop healing. Stop trying to make yourself feel better. Mm-hmm. Right. So what about you though, man? Who's the love of your life that you think you're gonna marry, but probably not? Shit, it gotta be me first, bro. Sister Act, the bishop praying for niggas. Says the girl that was praying for people on Sister Act. <laughs> I think I think it really has to be me. I've been so immature and so like, bro. I've been terrible, bro. Literally terrible. Mm-hmm. Not just terrible. I've been terrible to myself, bro. Like real. And that's, I know something that, that's something a female would say, but I don't love great women because I thought that I wasn't good enough to be with them. So I said, go be great, go somebody, go find somebody else who's great. Yeah. Yeah, that's some deep, like, mature shit. Right. Not, 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 not self-sabotaging. It's, it's recognition of who you is. I mean, like, he, he he ain't say it was making him feel bad. Is it making you feel like you fucked up? Yeah, it's feeling like, like yo, and you behind, you behind oh, the, make you, feel that? Oh, you behind yeah. the eight ball right now. How you gonna add to somebody if you in the hole? You know what I'm saying? And it's not, it's like mentally, spiritually, financially, like yo. You know what I'm saying? I know you you kind of good with your words, but your words could only it's about, you know what I'm saying? It's about having I don't feel good unless I have I unless I'm walking in good character, bro. And good character is when nobody's watching you. What are you doing? You know what I'm saying? Like who you are when nobody watching? Yeah. Yeah. Integrity. Integrity. Integrity, bro, and you know what I'm saying. Just working on that and building up, and really start starting to adult, adulting. You know what I'm saying. It really start to live in this adulthood and stuff like that. It's like this one time I met a girl, and she like, and I and I went to go holler at her, and she says to me. She says, have you ever womanized before? I was like, what the hell is womanized? She's like, you ever got your dick sucked behind a dumpster, put a female head in the toilet, <laughs> hit a girl? Why is that womanizing? Like, that's fucked up. It, 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 just, it, it just basically uh, 
not treating women the way they should be treated. Not treating a woman the way you would treat your mother. You know what I'm saying? But I know some people treat their mom real like, shitty. What do you mean? Like, we sleep in separate rooms and we don't fuck? Like, I, I don't Not, know. like, like holding a woman. The opposite, womanizing is the opposite of holding a woman to the highest standard. You know what I'm saying? Britney Spears got a song called Womanizing. Womanizing. Like, so, but. (laughs) Funny story, wait, wait. Hold that thought. Funny story, right? So, this is my freshman year of college. I'm hanging with some, you know, I went to a white school. Yo, yo. (laughs) This nigga finally gets the fuck. One of my mans gets to fuck like one of the flyest white girls on the campus, like one of the most popular white girls on the campus, right? Mm. This nigga like he in her truck trying to fuck. Mm. He like pussy was dry as shit. He's like the only thing that made it good for him was Britney Spears womanizing was on. <laughs> <laughs> so so um, <laughs> Oh shit. So, so, I'm, so I'm gonna tell a story again. Like I, I went to go holla at her. She was like, "Have you womanized before?" And I'm like, "What's womanized?" She was like, "Did you get your dick sucked behind a dumpster, put a woman head in the toilet, or hit a woman?" I was like, "Nah." She said, "Get that all that out your system and then holla at me." Oh shit! You know what I'm saying? She said, "Get all that out your system, then you come talk to me." Oh, that's what I'm talking about. So she was saying you got to get all of that out, you know what I'm saying, so you can come whole, you know what I'm saying? While you in it, there's no what if, what if I, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. See, that was about a bitch right there. Thank <laughs> is, you got to know the difference between, you know, how you treat a hoe and how you treat a lady. You know what I'm saying? So, like, sometimes you just got to treat a hoe like a hoe. Otherwise, you just ain't going to get nowhere. And then, like, the worst part is, and what most niggas actually, actually do, most men actually do, is they, of course, they do the opposite. Like, they treat these hoes like queens and then treat they, 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 the real good women like, like shit. They, they make love instead of fuck, and they fuck instead of making love. That's because, yeah, these hoes treat you like a king. <laughs> Your good woman treats you like you need her. That's the difference. I had to curse my baby mama out today. Like, bitch, you going. I don't know what it is, but every time I ask you to do something, you always got to give me lip. These other bitches ain't saying nothing but okay. You need to catch up. <laughs> like, all ladies, I hope you <laughs> taking uh, notes. Say, yo, call them and tell them I'm coming downstairs. You already called them. Why? I need to call them. This is the fuck I'm talking about, bitch. Like, you you got to understand, like, yo. I, like I don't know how powerful dick is, but I'm I'm sure it's frustrating not getting dick. I mean, like like how like all of these gay niggas is turning gay. Like this must be real frustrating not to get this. This nigga trying to get you canceled. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I got a show this Saturday, y'all. It run the world. It drives people crazy. Yeah. Like, like, I, I know a couple crazy ones. I mean, like, how many crazy ones you got? Crazy what? Vaginas? Yes, that's after that thing thing. Right now, I got no crazy ones. That's, no, you talk you know about what? dickmatized? Yeah. Oh, dickmatized. 
I done been balls deep in some <laughs> shit recently. You gonna look at me and say, you fuck everybody like this? Said, bitch, I wish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I had a girl, she say, I ain't telling none of my friends that you fuck this good. <laughs> fuck that. I like, she got trust. <laughs> yeah. She don't trust them other bitches. <laughs> That shit is serious, man. That shit is serious. It, it, it do go both ways, though. Because niggas be going crazy over pussy, too. So, it's, I guess it's just people just as crazy. What uh, Melanie Camacho, comedian, I'm an expert at this stand-up comedian shit. She says, you got your misdemeanor, your misdemeanor pussy, you got your <laughs> felony pussy, <laughs> Then you got your death row pussy. Why you kill everybody in the house? Because they was home. So you see my point there, nigga. I don't want none of that shit. I texted bitch yesterday. She said her shit fire. I said, listen, if it's going to have me quitting my job or standing at your front of your door unannounced, keep that shit for yourself. I need some pussy that'll make me steal five dollars off the table, but that's it. <laughs> I don't want to kill nobody. You know what I mean? I don't know. I might have to. I think I'm already trapped. Well, I want to put the bow on this thing. I think this was one of our best conversations. I think we touched on everything. You know what I'm saying? Putting it out there. I got a show this Saturday in Brooklyn. One Seven yeah. Sunday Vanderbilt Street is gonna be my first performance in ten years, ten years since 2013 at the Recoup Lounge and uh, what's that area <laughs> with the bridge, Williamsburg. W- Williamsburg, Williamsburg area and stuff like that. It's it's Essex Street. Essex. Yo, time out. You know, I was talking to my moms. My mom was just like, yo, you went through it as a baby. She said, you got your tongue clipped. You had your spine tapped. You had the umbilical cord around your neck. You had a dick as a belly button. <laughs> you had to get chopped off. You too? Yeah. She was like, yo, you went through it as a baby, bro. And I was just like, damn. That's crazy. All of damn. that. So all of y'all had the same belly button? Yo. Y'all it, niggas might be the missing link. <laughs> <laughs> I was just a hernia, right? Nah, it's an Audi belly button. No, it wasn't a hernia. Oh, it was just a, what the fuck? Blind boy, some tough. Your shit, your intestines is bulging, nigga. <laughs> 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 so, so which was bigger, your belly button or your dick? <laughs> At the time, it was my belly button. <laughs> <laughs> you said it changed. Yo, all of that, bro. All of that, just to be going through all of that as a kid, just to become who I am today, bro. It's crazy going through that, having my tongue clipped, bro. And I still can't say S S S Street, S Six Street. You know what I mean? So you got a like a permanent lisp now. <laughs> For real. Oh. It's, uh, it's, uh, you, you just 
just tell ladies you eat pussy twice as fast as the average man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. If, if, if y'all can come out, show me some love. I got the tickets. Hit me up and stuff like that. Kaya, what you got going on, Mike? You know, I'm producing these beats, so I think I'm about to put out a whole tape with just me on it. But I got a new single coming. Pause. It's called <laughs> Bad. I don't know if I want to call it Bad. Bad, Bad, or Bad, Bad, Bad. Mm. That's why I'm in between right now. But that will be coming out next month. I'm trying to do this one right. I'm trying to put it out for the playlist early. I'm trying to put the marketing dollars behind it to let it work. See what's gonna happen, man. Blonde boss, you up next? Telling people what you got going on. I'm trying to vacation this whole year, man. Let's go. I'm, I'm happy. I already took two vacations. I'm gonna go on my third, um, probably in June, and then I'm trying to go with y'all on that cruise in October. That's so, This year, I, I, it's a relaxing year for me. I think I did enough accomplishments. I, I did a lot of writing, and um, I, I still have a whole bunch of ideas. But it, I, I love life because it's just when it tells me to do something, it shows me what to do. And, and right now, it's my life is showing me to just enjoy. So th- that that's my plan for this year. It's just to enjoy, love, and live. Let's go, man, my brothers. This this podcast was one on ones. Kaya sleep before the podcast could either. Yeah, yeah, but yo, I I just wanted to tell everybody, you know what I'm saying, a, a message from the heart that you know it ain't always gonna be like this. You know, this is your condition, not your conclusion. So keep going. Keep going. Like my man Kaya album name, keep going. Um, stay blessed, be well, and and be a blessing to somebody, man. It's the Road to Victory podcast. And Diggity, Blonde Boss, Kaya NYC in the building. Peace. It's just different. Uh, 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 yo, Zan Diggity, let's go. Only improving, this man is fantastic. Only celebrate with people you was in the lab with. Chemistry, energy, if it's meant to be, then it's meant for me. Social studies, creating history, I'm talking homework. Only paper was loosely wooden wingman Couldn't afford a two-piece, my life is like a movie Zombie though, dead special, God bless you Had to participate in my own rescue Uncle said, go ahead nephew, keep pushing forward Remain center, but I'm looking forward Start praying for a sign Just point guard on the road to victory Said nothing about a scorecard Feel we all scarred with bruises Nothing leaked through though Started learning self-love Started letting people go Basic education but still feel the need to know Standing in the mirror Asking where the leaders go The teachers go He reading 
slow Maybe he's remedial Watch me even the odds Got up on that TV show It's unbelievable Sorta like what Big said But I'm dope like Tobey No way, way. 